I'm Stephanie Fu, and you are listening to Stage Dive. Today, the flaming lips. Yes, for real. Really? I, I can dig it. That's Wayne Coyne, the front man of the band. And I should be stoked to be talking to him, but I'm trying to get a story out of him. And he just wants to tell me about the time he shook Paul McCartney's hand. Which is cool, but I'm looking for something more real. Something more life or death. I mean, I didn't run into too many things that I thought, oh my God, I'm going to die, you know. But, I mean, in that but way. too many things. So you did run into one. Well, I mean, life-changing things where you have to lay on the ground and a guy's got a gun to your head and you think, I'm going to die. That's what I mean about the Paul McCartney experience. It... Wait, let's go back to the point where you have a gun to your head. Okay. <laughs> the story starts in Oklahoma where the Flaming Lips are from. I worked at this Long John Silver's. 11, 12 years, I mean, from 1977 to almost 1990. So a long time. I mean, you know, it's all greasy, good junk. I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah, the lead singer of the Flaming Lips worked at Long John Silver's for a decade. Good career plan. But it allowed me to think about music and all that because it's such a simple job. I actually liked it. I didn't want to admit it too much, but I actually liked it. There was a big oil boom going on in Oklahoma. And everybody I knew from school, they were going to go work on these oil rig jobs where you're making, I mean, I, back then, I think they were making like a thousand bucks a week. You know, guys that I knew from school, they'd come in along the service and say, dude, why are you working this chump job, you know, making $4 an hour? I'm out there, I'm making a thousand dollars a week. And I have to say, I did feel like, man. But these oil workers, their wealth couldn't last. In the early 80s, oil prices fell. When it ended, I mean, it ended horribly, severely. So a guy who was used to making $1,000 a week, the next week is making absolutely nothing. He's got a house, he's got a couple of kids, and they have cars, and now suddenly they don't have any jobs. So it's like, man, that'd be worse than never having a job at all. I mean, it was desperate times. People were, there was a lot of robberies going on. People had gotten killed. There had been people put in walk-in freezers, shot through the head. Four or five people had been killed at a sirloin stockade, you know, a steak restaurant. And this is where the gun comes in, because the Long John Silvers where Wayne worked was robbed as well. So we're getting ready to close up, you know, it's dark or whatever, and these guys running, and they're, I don't know why, they're just so mad. They're yelling, get on the ground! But when they come in, they yell at you like, oh my God! I mean, it hits you, it's real, and their guns are giant. So we're laying there. You to think about your brothers and your mother. I know how they're gonna hear that I'm dead. They're gonna hear it on the news in an hour because I'm going to die, and this is, this, is just the, this is the end. Wayne thought about what he could do to combat the guns, and he knew Long John Silvers had a lot of fish knives. There's a table there, and there's a bucket that had our fish knives in it. And part of me thought, maybe I'm going to grab that knife, and I'm going to do something that I'm not just going to lay here and just let them shoot me, right? Or would I? I mean, I don't know. And then before you know it, they left. And we all are on the floor together, and we all just kind of went and locked the door, thinking, don't let them back. We could not believe it just happened, and we all just cried. Every time I worked after that, you know, it, once it got to be dark, someone would walk in and our hearts would all, he'd stand there for a minute and think, oh, I think he's gonna rob us. No, he's not. He's just ordering fish and chips. <laughs> After a couple years of unemployment, the hotshot oil workers with the huge houses were coming in, looking for work at fast food restaurants. All of a sudden, Wayne was no chump. They don't have anything. And they're looking at me like, man, do you guys have any openings? I'm like, no, we don't. I mean, their lives were in turmoil. 
So one day, Wayne was closing up shop at Long John Silver's. It was just him and his assistant manager. This assistant manager, I didn't like. You could tell something was wrong with him. Just, he's just the worst sort of person in the world that's desperate. So he's gonna take the money from the day and he's gonna deliver it to the bank at the end of the night. And so Wayne leaves him to it and goes to his brother's house around the corner. On his way home, he passes by Long John Silver's again. So I'm going past the restaurant. I was just there 20 minutes ago. Now suddenly, man, the place is just cops, ambulances. And I'm like, wow, what happened? So anyway, I go in. The door's open. There's detectives all looking around, scratching their heads. And this, there's blood from the front door all the way to the back. Big, thick blood. And I thought, well, we must have gotten robbed. When you first walked in and you saw that blood, did you think, oh my god, somebody's dead? Yeah, I did. You know, it's crazy. And blood smells, too. There's something metallic about it. But the assistant manager was not dead. Wayne found him in the bathroom with a bullet hole in his arm. He's actually sitting on the toilet, holding his arm. He's pooping. With a lot of pain and a lot of blood. So Wayne thinks, well, looks like I'm the only one who can clean up the blood. And I go back there and I just start to get a mop to clean it up. It's my, it's my, it's my job. And the detective's like, don't mop up yet. And these detectives are all pretty smart. They know what a robbery looks like. The detectives start following the trail of blood, which leads from the safe to the assistant manager's car. And they get his keys, they open the car, and there's the money. And then we, we, you know, you find out later that, well, after I leave, he's going to pretend someone came into the restaurant and robbed us. He had a gun, and he shoots himself in the arm. The assistant manager staged the robbery for the day's money. Well, he's calling the cops. Hey, I've been robbed, and I've been shot. And they just go get his keys. Hey, can we can we open your trunk? He's on the toilet, bleeding. What's he going to say? I'm just saying to me, I would, do, I would have done two things. I would have used the bathroom first, and I would have put the money in my trunk first before I shot myself. I mean, that is just a, that's a horrible, cheap, desperate. And it was only, you know, it could only have been like $900. I mean, I did mop up the blood later. How was that? It's awesome. Wayne finally quit Long John Silver's when his band started making it big. The Flaming Lips have since won three Grammys and have sold hundreds of thousands of albums. And you haven't even lost the taste for Long John Silver's. No, but you wouldn't because it's f***ing great. We'll still eat there like once a year and remember, man, you could eat that every day, but it would kill you. She's a black belt in karate. Thanks so much to Wayne Coyne and the Flaming Lips for his story and their gorgeous music. Thank you to the Harmony Festival for the hookup. Thank you to Snap Judgment, who originally ran the story. And thank you for listening to Stage Dive. For more episodes, check us out online at stagedivepodcast.com. I'm Stephanie Fu, and until next time, catch you in the pit.